This is the Agribusiness Report from the Cattle Industry Convention and NCBA Trade Show in New Orleans. We run into Jerry Bone and Emma Mulvaney, our special guest today. First off, Ryan Brewsters with the Foreign Ag Service talks about the U.S.-Japan Free Trade Agreement. What that's done is it's provided preferential treatment for a lot of U.S. agriculture and food products that will be able to enter Japan either duty-free or preferential rates. And so we see that the opportunity for U.S. ag products, while it has already been great, is growing in Japan. Last year in 2022, the United States was Japan's top supplier of agriculture products. The United States exported over $14 billion worth of product to Japan in 2022. And we see that actually increasing in the future. It's increased quite a bit since pre-COVID, and we like to think that has a lot to do with the trade agreement that we put into place in 2019. It's the Agribusiness Report. I'm Tony St. James. We're joined today by Jerry Bone. Jerry is a producer from Kansas. Jerry, hey, great to see you. Thank you for having me on today, Tony. Uh, it's good to be here in New Orleans and to uh, celebrate the, the beef cattle and beef industry uh, here with all of our members from all over the country. Let's talk a little bit about you. I said uh, from Kansas, Wichita, but uh, you got operations uh, kind of far and wide, right? Yeah, we're involved in cattle feeding in Kansas and Oklahoma, as well as some irrigated farming business in South Central, Southwest Kansas. Um, uh, we have four feed yards, one in Pratt, Kansas, one in Ashland, Kansas, one in Ford, Kansas, and then an additional one in Buffalo, Oklahoma. Let's talk uh, about, first off, 2022. And for some, that's a year they, they may want to forget. Uh, when you look across all of your operations, uh, whether it's feeding or uh, farms, how would you recap 2022? Well, the, the, obviously the cattle market's gotten considerably better as we've gone through the tw- year of 2022, but I think you'd have to look back and say that drought played a very huge role, um, caused us to uh, liquidate a lot of cows. We placed a lot of cattle on feed and feed yards a lot earlier than normal. But And I think because of drought, the cost of production, the input costs, feed costs went up dramatically. Uh, and so as a result, it's really put a pinch on, on the business despite the fact that uh, prices have gotten higher. I think one other bright spot is how great beef demand has been. Uh, We've sold more beef at a higher price than in recent history, and so uh, I think that bodes well for us as we go into 2023. However, the cloud of the economy being a little nervous, uh, interest rates going up, inflation taking a bite out of the consumer dollar, I think probably not a reason to be uh, extremely concerned, but I think it needs to pay, we need to pay attention. We look at the the cattle industry. Uh, you've got multiple segments in there. You've got the cow calf operator, kind of the front end. You've got the the packer at the very end. Uh, you got the feeders in the middle. And what a what a tight spot to be in. Um, I'm sure you get the the question regularly. How can you be a feeder? That that's Maybe some sleepless nights? Yeah, it's a, it's a competitive business. Um, you know, we're in the margin business. Uh, we try to get a little bit out of uh, feeding those cattle. Uh, but I think the good thing is is that we're p- providing a high-quality product to beef consumers. We're, uh, we also, all of us that are involved in the business, from the cow-calf producer all the way through, uh, 
we utilize a lot of products that are inedible to people. And so we can grow that beef animal on grass and waste food products, uh, grain grain uh, stalks, or corn stalks, those kinds of things, and uh, turn sunshine and grass into delicious tasting beef. And so, uh, even though it is a challenging uh, business, uh, it's still very rewarding. And uh, if you like working with animals, you can't beat it when you're outside and the, the weather's beautiful and and those cattle are, are doing well. Dry conditions, you mentioned that earlier. Um, dry conditions and, and feeding, obviously that, that throws some challenges in there. Uh, BRD, one of those that, that we kind of have to watch as, as far as, uh, as the conditions are dry? I think the first thing would be the shortage of available feed supplies. We've had to scramble a lot more. Uh, I know for the first time in history for our company, we're going to have to feed corn that's been uh, railed in by train from the Midwest. Uh, because of the drought, the uh, production of corn in our local area was not sufficient to meet all of the demand of the feed yards and the dairies, the farms, and the ethanol plants. So that, that's something that's certainly new. I think we've all had to scramble also for refuges. We're feeding corn stalks. We're feeding soybean stalks, uh, cane, and anything that we can get that will provide refuge to uh, balance these rations for these feed yard cattle. Okay. We're at the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's uh, annual convention's cattle industry convention in CBA trade show. Uh, obviously, you'll have some some neighbors here, but you'll have some who aren't members. Is there a reason why they they should consider members? Well, first of all, it's very economical to be a member. Our current base membership is $150 a year. If you break that down over 365 days, it's less. It's just a handful of cents per hit per day or per per, per day. Uh, but more importantly. Uh, we've got a team of dedicated employees and leaders that are working every day for the betterment and the protection and the improvement of our industry. Uh, we have a team in Washington, D.C. that lobbies on behalf of the industry. Unfortunately, we often are playing defense, but there are times when we can also play offense and get some things done. You know, currently we're looking at uh, having to deal with the waters of the U.S. rule again and protecting farmer and farmers and ranchers from over-government uh, regulation. Uh, we've got gyp- a gypsum rule that's coming back up that could influence uh, how we sell cattle. Uh, you've got uh, this green uh, sustainability movement that we're having to uh, uh, accommodate across the industry. Uh, so people benefit from being a member of the NCBA, as well as we have a team in Denver, Colorado, in our headquarters office that are working uh, for the beef checkoff, and we're uh, promoting beef. We're looking at, we're doing research that will enhance being able to sell beef to, to more consumers. Uh, we're promoting the product uh, to whoever will listen to us. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of reasons to join, and for 150 bucks a year, when a calf is bringing 1,000 or 1,200 bucks right now, I just can't believe that not every, that everybody isn't, doesn't want to be a member if they're involved in the beef industry. So good to see you. Hope 23 is one of those years you look back and go, what a great year that was. I'm looking forward to that, and I think we are in a good spot. As I mentioned earlier, beef demand is excellent, as good as it's been in 30-some years. Prices are going to get higher, but unfortunately it's because we've got less cattle to sell here for a while. Jerry Bone, producer from Wichita, Kansas, on today's Agribusiness Report.
Texas Corn Producers serves the state's corn farmers through both the Corn Board and the Association. The Board is putting your checkoff dollars to work in research, promotion, and education to ensure producer profitability and market expansion. The member-supported association is the farmer's advocate in Austin and Washington, D.C. on issues from the Farm Bill, water and property rights, and more. Join the Texas Corn Producers Association today and get the latest news and information about Texas Corn Producers' efforts online at www.texascorn.org. Are you looking for a new opportunity? The King Ranch Institute for Ranch Management's Ranch Manager Job Board is open. With jobs posted from Texas, Idaho, New Mexico, Nebraska, Colorado, New York, Montana, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Oregon, Florida, even Mexico. Or are you looking for someone to manage a ranch? Find out more at the King Ranch Institute for Ranch Management online, krirm.com. It's the Agribusiness Report. I'm Tony St. James. We're joined today by Emma Mulvaney, who's the Associate Director of the Beef Quality Assurance Programs, National Cattlemen's Beef Association. Great to see you. Good to see you, Tony. Glad to be here today. Okay. little background about you and, and your path to uh, NCBA. Did you just wake up one day and go, I'm going to work for the cattle industry? My great-grandparents had a dairy, and unfortunately, like many Americans, that dairy was no, no longer in operation when I became a teenager and very interested in agriculture, but we visited the farm quite often, and through FFA, um, I became in, in, involved in animal agriculture and went on to major in agriculture in college. So, the work with uh, NCBA, this is a uh, beef quality assurance program, we just shorten it BQA, a little bit of the history of BQA, and why do we have it? BQA has been around for 30 years, and it is a science-based, industry-driven program that is voluntary for for producers to participate in. Um, It's their way of showing consumers that they're doing the right thing the right way on their operations and treating cattle with the utmost care and being concerned about the end, end product, most definitely. So that BQA program, 30 years old, but uh, I want to say maybe a handful of years ago, maybe five years ago, maybe it's been more than that, we rolled out a, another section of that BQA program targeted towards uh, transportation and specifically haulers in there. How has that gone? Yes, you are correct. Um, in 2018, there was a huge demand from the industry to be able to provide cattle haulers with information, arm them with information on cattle care and handling through that transportation process, which, as we know, is one of the most stressful times in the life of an animal. Um, some animals can be transported quite a few times throughout their life or just a few times, and whenever they do step onto that trailer, the process of changing that environment is, becomes very stressful for that animal. And so being able to arm cattle haulers with the best knowledge of cattle's natural instincts and how to be be safe on the road, not only for the human, but for the animal is very important. Cattle hauling is literally um, a moving billboard for the industry. And consumers who may or may not understand agriculture often see cattle on a truck and, and they start to wonder and question why that is happening or if those animals are okay. And so in BQA transportation, we talk a lot about things like loading density. What does it look like to load cattle onto a trailer? What does it look like to unload cattle off of a trailer? What to do in an emergency if, if weather might arise as it does quite often in the heat or in the cold Um, and so we can find all of these resources for cattle haulers on bqa.org obviously uh, bqa is is great for the animals it's good for those who take it but how important is it for the general public 
BQA is very important for the general public. Sound animal care techniques are at the heart of how farmers and ranchers raise beef. And so we want to be able to ensure the public, ensure consumer confidence. Um, they really enjoy the steak that's on their plate or the ground beef in their tacos. And um, we've seen through consumer market research that after consumers were exposed to BQA through beefatsweatsfordinner.com, excuse me, so you can go there and learn how cattle are raised. And there's an interactive map um, where you can actually click on the state that you're from and be connected to a, con- a producer in that state. It kind of tells their story through a video. So I would encourage beefatsweatsfordinner.com for consumers to go to to learn about how BQA um, incorporates into our food supply, but also for producers to visit bqa.org. So as you talk about that interactive map, kind of makes me wonder, uh, are there opportunities for producers to kind of come together and on a regional basis uh, just to talk about stockmanship or stewardship issues? Exactly. Yeah, we do have an upcoming tour. It's called Stockmanship and Stewardship. These are truly regional-based events where we invite producers to become uh, BQA certified. But they also receive really amazing hands-on shoot-side trainings on what are cattle's natural instincts. How do we work with them? Maybe they focus on transportation. Um, the, the tour that we have coming up for 2023, um, there will be one hosted in Colorado that is specifically about BQA transportation. There will also be some stops in Oregon, New Mexico, which will be in conjunction with Indian Livestock Days, as well as Nebraska. So we encourage all producers to maybe look at stockmanshipandstewardship.org, plan your summer vacation around these events, and try to hit one of those and become BQA certified, but really receive amazing hands-on shootside training from our, our world-renowned clinicians. We want to learn more about BQA. Where do we find it online? BQA.org. So good to see you. Wish you the best. Thank you so much, Tony. Emma Mulvaney, Associate Director of the Beef Quality Assurance Programs with National Cattlemen's Beef Association. I'm Tony St. James. It's the Agribusiness Report. Life doesn't come with guarantees, but working with Rob Seco comes pretty close. Our strategic investments in the seed we offer are designed to directly improve your bottom line. From full trait platforms, breeding and development, to field-by-field planning and seed-driven crop inputs, with Rob Seco, you have precisely what you need to improve plant performance and increase yield. Every farm, every crop, and every acre. Learn more at robseco.com. United Ag is one of the largest association health plans to offer health care benefits for the agricultural industry. Their mission is to bring innovative health care solutions to agriculture by meeting their members' employee benefit needs. Join today and take advantage of the premier benefits offered by United Ag. United Ag is committed to contributing to a strong and healthy ag industry. For more information or to join, visit www.unitedag.org. It's the Agribusiness Report, again, from the Cattle Industry Convention and NCBA Trade Show. Jerry Bone and Emma Mulvaney. It's been said defense wins championships, but in farming, playing defense doesn't pencil out. When growing cotton, you'll score big when you cut your input cost on seed and have the flexibility to apply multiple modes of action. Growing conventional cotton puts you on the offense because at the end of the season, you'll catch and delit your cotton, which helps save 50% or more on your seed costs next year. Find out why more farmers are going conventional and winning big. Call Brownfield Seed or go online, brownfieldseed.com. Success is attained by those who approach problems with a plan and a purpose. 
As an advocate for High Plains cotton growers since 1956, Plains Cotton Growers has been tackling the tough issues facing cotton growers through beneficial legislative and regulatory changes. An important part of PCG's success is through close working relationships with congressional representatives and federal regulatory staff, allowing cotton growers more time to devote to farming operations. From the halls of Congress to the dusty turn roads of the High Plains, cotton producers depend on Plains Cotton Growers. It's the Agribusiness Report. It all adds up. A specific U.S. food and farm commodity gaining or expanding access in an export market times several such examples. The result? Increased economic opportunities for our nation's ag sector. That's according to the U.S. Trade Representative's Office Chief Ag Negotiator, Doug McCaleb, who provides as examples from this past January alone. We've gotten market access into Ghana for U.S. meat products. We've gotten access into Honduras for chicken products. China has approved six new GE products for sale in China. And India has reduced its tariff on pecans and eliminated its tariff on industrial ethanol, as well as a few other products. The ambassador adds he expects efforts to improve ag trade opportunities to continue at an aggressive pace. You keep that track record up, keep the gas pedal to the floor, and farmers begin to see and feel a difference in the marketplace. I'm Rod Bain reporting in Washington, D.C.